everyone. I am Becky, and welcome to this episode of Buzzing About Romance. I am once again hosting kind of on my own a little bit, but I have brought in two of my favorite people from the Corsa and Crown podcast, Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having us again. I am so excited. Okay, so I cannot believe it, but it has been, so this will drop in August. It'll have been eight months of Corset and Crown on its own. Which is crazy. Like Totally what? crazy. <laughs> you guys have had some amazing interviews too. Like, we really have. We've been really, really lucky. I don't even know how it's possible half the time. I'm like, who am I sitting here talking to? You? Great. I feel inadequate. <laughs> it's it's such a hard, it's such a weird feeling. And because we experience it too. I mean, we've been, this is starting our third year of podcasting and we too have talked to a ton of authors and our favorites and so many phenomenal people. But there are moments still every time where you're like, did that person say they want to talk to me? Like, <laughs> are you sure? Are, are you sure? You realize I'm like nobody, right? <laughs> I don't want to talk to me. So right. um, I have moments where I'm like, I'm so not cool. Like, so very side note. So your Bennett, like, texts me in the middle of the night to ask for a list of monster romances because she's having some insomnia and she needs some monster romances to read it. I'm like, um, is this cure? What ails you? Okay. <laughs> excuse me. You're so your Bennett. Like, you're my number one author. Like. <laughs> this is weird. Anyway, <laughs> it happens. It's so we've bonkers. all been there, right? Um. Okay. So, one of the things that we're trying to do a little different over here is on our Sunday episodes, we're mixing up. So we do author interviews. We've started doing trope talks, and we've had some really great trope talks. But we brought you guys on to do our first ever character chat. And we want to break down some of these character archetypes and not the main ones. I don't want to talk about constantly about the hero. I don't want to talk about alpha holes all the time or just the stereotypical, you yeah. know, billionaires, billionaires, billionaires. <laughs> Your um, or dukes or yeah. whatever. I want to kind of hit some of the different pieces of it so <clears throat> when this episode came up and i was like oh we're gonna talk to sadie and katie what are things that they really love and i was like we need to do one on the scoundrels and not just the hero archetype is the scoundrel but the lady scoundrels too because there are some mm -hmm. mm. and i think it's sadie you have a slogan that you say on corset and crown all the time like be gay do crime yeah, I do. I, <laughs> for the record, I do not think I came up with that, listeners. I'm well aware that the internet came up with that, and I don't know who originated it. I am but, not claiming ownership of it. But it's a favorite of ours in terms it of, It is like, a favorite of mine. I love some be gay, do crime. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was, but it's that little slogan that I was like, do crime. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do some crime. We need to, like, talk about those heroes and heroines that are doing crime yeah not all of them are gay yeah <laughs> it's just a bonus just a bonus if they are right <laughs> for the record if it's written by cat sebastian it probably is <laughs> it probably is yeah and we love that we That's, love that that is fair um okay so for the character chat we're going to talk scoundrels this is a little different than just an anti-hero these are the people that like live in the morally gray area of the law in society, but also do good. So a little bit of the Robin Hood trope. Yeah. A little bit too. Um, and also, do you know what guys, like there's so many different fairy tale retellings, right? Like they're all over the place. So many. Yeah. No Robin Hood. There's tons of Robin Hood. I could in contemporary romance. I could not find any. Oh, I got tons in historic. Marsha Canham has a whole trilogy. Really? And that makes yes. yes. And they're so good, actually. <laughs> like it's it's some of my favorite old school romance. 
Because don't you feel like some contemporary that would be fun, like kind of the billionaire that's the Robin Hood kind of thing? Or the nerdy IT guy that funnels the money from the bad billionaire? And <laughs> I feel it like it happened in a people? Rebecca Zanetti book. I feel like it happened in Deep Op somewhere. I don't know. I definitely I, think it's more of a more of a it's definitely more historic thing. Mm-hmm. I went looking, you know, because you can put you can Google romance books with Beauty and the Beast retellings, and I can get seven hundred of them. Yeah, um, but I did Google because I was like, I think Robin Hood is kind of like the original scoundrel a little bit. So this brings up my point, though. <laughs> <laughs> so and i say that like the rest of you have already been in my brain you haven't um but becky and katie have um and i got stuck in a venn diagram of rape anti-hero scoundrel and where they cross over and where they don't cross over um and what i came up with and this is just a working theory friend stick with me laissez-faire it is part of what makes a scoundrel mm-hmm. it's the kind of devil may care yeah aspect to them yes whereas an anti-hero is almost purely like single-minded whereas you're right a robin hood morally gray a little different but a heart of gold anti-heroes don't necessarily have that heart of gold they don't which is why i still like them but um (laughs) This is an important distinction in my mind. Speaking of Venn diagrams, keep a lookout for that. <laughs> Cannot yes. wait. So like in your Venn diagram, are you giving like situations or characteristics? No, it's so people just... have to read these, obviously, like a trope post. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> Not all of us you'll, live you'll in your brain. Out. We live with your brain. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, too. <laughs> um, it's kind of one of my favorite places to be, so it's fine. <laughs> it's scary in there sometimes, though. <laughs> Katie says, had, Katie's had says to her co-host. That's out of my brain. <laughs> but she helps keep us really organized, so I also love it. Thank you, Lady Sadie's brain. <laughs> you know, sometimes, though, you need that balance. Like, that's what makes a great co-host, too, though, is that balance that one of you is kind of type A and on everything, and the other one's just like, I'm going to be there. And then there's always a moment where you're like, are they? What are we talking about? Are they going to be there? <laughs> but they are. They're always there. We miss you, Leah. Shout out to Leah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think shout out to honestly, <laughs> shout out to my homie. Uh, <laughs> Gee, you figured that one out. <laughs> um what was i gonna say oh i think honestly what makes a scoundrel it's like the perfect blend of a rake a rogue and anti-hero kind of like swirled up so like where one part of them isn't taking over another part you know kind of fills the gap so i think you could have like a, a scoundrel who is more rake than he is an anti-hero and you can have a scoundrel who is more you know anti-hero than you know what i'm saying like i think it kind of ebbs and flows so i'm really curious to see who we all picked yeah yeah for some of our top scoundrels because you know overlap and um the perception for those of like for the books that we've both are all read so i'm very curious i also because i'm me brought lady scoundrels so Sadie has of course. Sadie scoundrels from both sides. Yes. Um, I have a couple lady scoundrels. So I have a non-binary scoundrel too. Oh well. There you go. I don't think I Erica do. Ridley, man. She delivers. <laughs> she she gives all the props there. Um, okay. So throughout this episode, we are gonna start giving you some book recs. We hope to give you some of our top ten or so scoundrels. We're gonna go for you know a good solid 40 minutes and when we talk about them you know we're going to talk about why they what characteristics make them a scoundrel in your opinion um what it is it about the book that you know is that gray area that they're living in a little bit and you know why people we think you should read this entire list of books (laughs) because it's gonna be great um okay 
So is there any characteristics that you think a scoundrel absolutely has to have? Is there any absolutes with a scoundrel? Um, I think for me, it's kind of got to be like, they know that there is a right and a wrong way to do things to achieve means to an end. Um, but they don't necessarily always, it's not that they don't care, but they're like, it is what it is. So I feel like they just kind of have a blase attitude about certain things, especially in historical romance where they're like, you know, F the system, F the patriarchy, F the, you know, whatever, like the, this is how it's always been. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Uh, In my opinion. That's, I mean, that's what they pay (laughs) us to do is just give our opinions. (laughs) True. (laughs) Sadie, uh, what, is there any absolutes and characteristics for a scoundrel for you? I would say that they can't uh, necessarily walk the line of good. They do what they have to do or what they want to do in a few of my cases of sort of like, I could do it the right way. I could do it my way. Um, I also think that they tend to define themselves. Like an anti-hero usually, like a true anti-hero, like I'm thinking like The Highwayman by Kerrigan Byrne. He's a true anti-hero. He's going to do what he wants to do to get it done. But he doesn't necessarily enjoy the way. Like a scoundrel for me sort of has fun being the wrong. And so like, especially... Um, my lady scoundrels and my non-binary scoundrels, they enjoy the sin <laughs> and they love, they live for it. And so for me, that's part of what makes someone a scoundrel and not an anti-hero is the element of fun. Mm-hmm. That is fair to look at. I didn't even think about that. Now well, I'm like readjusting like- my list in my brain a little <laughs> bit. Like, well, and that's my thing too. Like they, like, even if you look up the definition of a scoundrel, like in Webster's or something, and it's like, it's more of like a, oh, you scamp. You scam, yeah, girl. like they're scampish. You know? They're yeah. puckish. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. So for me, there just has to be gray for mm-hmm. me. Like they are maybe completely bad. And I'm thinking of one hero in particular. He is an ass. And through the entire series, he is the antagonist and He is creating all sorts of problems. But when we get to his story, which is the last in the book, we realize that he was making some of the choices he was in order to right some past wrongs and to kind of move things in a direction that would overall be better for everyone involved in the story. It's like warring mafia families. And we'll get to it. But it just has to have that gray, you know, it has to be yeah. like, what side is he on again? Where, where is he going? <laughs> okay. That's fair. Okay. Um, okay. So let's get started. Lady Sadie, give us your first scoundrel of the evening or of the episode. Okay. For the record, these are not in an order. This oh. is how they came to my brain. So this is not a countdown, friends. Stick with me. It is not a top anything. It is just a, it a is listing. Not. It's just a list. They're yeah. equal. Um, okay. I had to go with one of my all-time favorites. It's from an older, it's from an older book. It's from an older episode of Corset and Crown that you can go back and listen to. It's from about a year ago. It is Mickey O'Connor from The Scandalous Desires by yes. Elizabeth Hoyt. He is a river pirate. Uh, he has multiple earrings. He wears a ring on each finger. and he seduces people with bathtubs i don't know what to tell you he is a scoundrel but at the same time he's flirting all the time he's just having fun he loves just poking silence classic scoundrel for me classic and he like it's not like he doesn't he's not aware (laughs) he's he's an imp yeah he's every moment he he is an imp he embraces his he does he embraces all of his ridiculousness. Love that. Okay, Katie, who do you got up? Um, let's see. Who am I going to pick first? Same, same for me as Sadie. Like, not necessarily in this order, but okay. So, Kit from "The Lady Gets Lucky" by Joanna Shoup. I think he is like 
he is the definition of a scoundrel because for the most part, he is very, very good. Um, but his whole life, his father has basically been like, all you're good for is your charm and your good looks. So go get laid as much as you want. You'll never amount to anything. The end. So he uh, does that and is trying to be enterprising and then, you know, kind of falls in love with a lady chef in the process and, you know, tries, it's a kissing lessons scenario. So he's trying to, he's warring with what he's believed his whole life about himself versus what he knows he can be for Alice and it's really lovely and he's really sweet and wonderful but he's just kind of like yeah I'm a I'm a I'm a loser so I'm gonna just do what I'm good at the end like so he to me he's like he's very much a lovable scoundrel he is a scam an imp whatever but he's one of my he's one of my favorites it's a really great read friends if you haven't read lady gets lucky yes um Okay, so I am going to, and again, mine are in no particular order. I'm kind of all over my list here. I'm actually going <laughs> to go with the Cruel Money series by K.A. Lindy, um, because both Natalie and Pin, the hero and the heroine in this book, are scoundrels. It is a class <laughs> difference. If you like the show Gossip Girls, it is Gossip Girls, but contemporary romance. <laughs> they, they meet in a one-night stand in Paris, um, and, uh, at a party, it's one night stand Paris. They come back around. She's in New York. She's working for, um, his mother as a house sitter for the beach, um, their beach house. And he shows up there and they have an affair and it's a trilogy. So you get three books of theirs, but he's a total ass. I mean, he is privileged Upper East Side, you know, just a jerk. And she's from small town, North Carolina, um educated but not worldly and then in the second book she works for a gossip rag and is trying to get the behind the scenes story of their friend group and all the things they do and she is i mean she's gray because she's still kind of like in love with him and you know pursuing Ah. him but all the while seeking that information but not being completely honest with her choices and what she's doing. Um, so it, it's very good. It's very, very good. But they both, they both are not exactly upstanding people. Fit the scoundrel yeah. archetype. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Next up, Sadie. All right. Um, this <clears throat> is a contemporary book. Mm-hmm. I have a contemporary scoundrel. Um, technically a modern rape wallflower story he's a bit of a scamp though he's similar to kit and that he's been told well that's all you're good for that's all your dad was good for you're very handsome it is fox from hook line and sinker by tessa bailey i know that people don't love friends to lovers i know it's a hard sell for a lot of people um tessa bailey is one of the people i trust with that she's written a couple that i've really loved um but i really loved fox learning about emotional intimacy and how to be beyond the surface because he is, he lives for the scoundrel persona he has crafted. He lives it fully and he hates every second of it, which makes him an unusual scoundrel, but one that I really loved watching be more. Mm -hmm. And so my second one is Fox. Okay. I haven't read that one yet, but I'll get there. Um, So my next one, he definitely probably toes the line between anti-hero for a couple books while we're getting to know him, but it is Leo Hathaway from Married by Morning <laughs> in uh, Lisa Kleypas Hathaway's. Um, he, his book is the fourth in the, of five. Um, so we watch him be an absolute piece of shit for three books mm-hmm. um, because he's dealing with the death of his betrothed from a fever or something, you know, something tragic. Scarlet fever. Scarlet fever. Ghosts and the downfall of his family's fortune and watching his sisters grow up and fall in love, et cetera, et cetera. He, you know, succumbs to um, like opiates and drink and he's, he's honestly pretty terrible, but then he's not so terrible anymore. He 
he's man enough to know when he can't take care of his people and is begrudgingly allowing some other people to help um until he gets his shit together so he honestly is a like true reprobate until his book the fourth of five books <laughs> um but he's he's without a doubt my favorite Hathaway <laughs> I'm sorry everybody but I love him I think he's great and I mean he he becomes funny again in his book but otherwise you probably hate him so yeah <laughs> Leo Hathaway baby well okay so as you say that I have two characters that were really villains in other books in the series so I'm talking about the Jackson Harbor series by Lexi Ryan okay so she had two characters Colton McKinley and Veronica Maddox in book one and book three of the series they are the villains uh uh, Veronica she is the sister of the heroine in book one she's a user she seduced her sister's former fiance just some really not I mean she is not a good person she is a villain you do not like her and then Colton McKinley he is the villain in his book he is a drug addict and overcoming a uh like he rides motocross and so he has an addiction because of an injury and he just really doesn't care about anybody but himself and then the two of them get their own book where they fall for each other oh god and (laughs) they throughout the entire book are both kind of still in this gray, like their association to the Jackson family is, you know, treated, everybody treads very cautiously. They make choices and they do things. And the reason I give them scoundrels and not just redemption is because at the end of the book, they basically make decisions that benefit them and get them to their HEA. And they do it in a way that is not harmful to anyone else. They just basically say, I don't care what the world around me is saying. We're going to make this work together. All right. All right. And I, I was going to say, when you, when you said that, I was like, oh, I hope they don't do anything bad to other people. No, they don't harm that anyone else. That would be anti-heroes. Yeah. hundred no, percent. They don't harm anyone else. But like the way that Lexi Ryan writes it. The hero from book one is one of my was one of my all-time favorite heroes. Like, I loved him. He was one of my favorite guys that she had ever written. By the end of Not Without Your Love, I hated him because he kept pushing his ideas and his moral definitions onto Veronica and trying to like what he thought was good, but in the end it wasn't because it wasn't right for her. And she wasn't harming anyone else, but he was just, you know, so set that she was going to harm other people. Sure. It's a little different. It's a little different. Anyway, what do you got now, Sadie? Um, All right. Uh, This, I actually debated with multiple people online today as I was preparing for this episode (laughs) because... Did you crowdsource? Yeah. Of course I did. (laughs) Shout out to Gigi and Jen. They know exactly what they did. Um, But Derek Craven from Dreaming of You, a legendary LK hero. Derek Craven Day is a whole day that exists because of a podcast. It's Mm -hmm. a whole silliness. But he's a scoundrel. Oh, yeah. And I say he's not an anti-hero, which it's the debate we had, because... He doesn't enjoy doing what he has to do, but he enjoys the fallout and he'll do anything for Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> even not rebuild Cravens because it's not what he wants to do anymore. Yeah. But I think I'm good. I think I'm good. He this life. also like goes out of his way to have an affair with someone who is, she's truly just questionable. <laughs> um, he, is not above bribing people. He does what he wants, but his payout is just like painting everything in gold. Like he just like (laughs) lives this life that is so ridiculous. And he has, he's like, look what I did. I did this. 
I can't speak English, but I did this. But I did this. And and there's this whole comment about his accent's never going to be good enough. And he just doesn't really care. He's like, it's pretty impressive what I did. I survived. (laughs) And I just really love that. (laughs) Um, Especially because he has this really deep, beautiful friendship with someone who is also in her own right, a scoundrel. Mm -hmm. Um, And he so appreciates people's honesty with him. And he's not going to give it back. He's like, well, that's nice. Thank you. I will take that under advisement. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. He, he really is. He is great. I've reread that a couple times and like, oh, it ages kind of questionably, but it's still fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got a lot of books like that, but it's okay. Oh yeah, we do. We got to suspend our, our belief on some of suspend these Suspend the things. disbelief on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we live in the gray. Exactly. We're scoundrels too, baby. This is actually our villain origin story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, All right, Katie, hit us. So, oof, okay. This, this is a hero that is very divisive. It is born from The Rogue Not Taken by Sarah McLean. Yeah. You love him or you oh, hate you him. Hate him. <laughs> There is no in-between. There is no gray area in how you feel about him. Um, I loved him. So like, mm, gambled away everything. Everything. Accidentally. Accidentally. And his BFF from childhood is going to inherit his place, his land. And um, he's like, well, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm going to kidnap you and then I'm going to force you to be compromised and marry me. The end. <laughs> okay. After not talking to her for like After not speaking years. for, yeah, over a decade. Hmm. Meanwhile, he has built with his, you know, his comrades, other people in questionable positions, a very successful gambling hell. So he knows the importance of when to stop wagering things after he lost everything. Okay. Um, he is very gray morally. Um, he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows he shouldn't be doing it, but he's like, I don't really care because, um, I, I want my, I want my land back. The end. It's not that simple people, but just he, I, I think it's the beginning of a new series uh, or not new series, but it's the beginning of that series. And I think for me, it really sets the tone for the rest of it. Because for me, the books get even better after, after Born. <laughs> so the very funny part about that series is I accidentally read it completely backwards. And there's like the Which best twist a, at the end. It has like the best twist at the end. So don't read that one out of order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Born, he's, he's very, very much, he, he tells oh, yeah. the line of anti-hero, but yes. not quite. Cause he's yeah. also got three people in his corner that like, that are like, Hey, you idiot. Hey, you ass. What are you doing? Yeah. So yeah. Born. That's the wrong move, bro. <laughs> so he has some voice of reason. He just doesn't yes. always yes. use it. It's not as, it's not his own, but. <laughs> no, she's his voice of reason in the end. Yeah. He's almost, it's almost, but it's like a, it's like a JV morality chain. Yeah, it's not a tr- he's yeah. not truly without morals, but it's like JV morality chain. He's like, you tag me in coach. And he's like, no, shut up. Sit down. <laughs> oh, my Shh. gosh. OK, so yeah. I am going to go with I don't know if you two have dabbled into the uh, Midnight Dynasty series that mm-hmm. Sky Warren puts out. So it encapsulates a ton of different authors that write in it monica um, murphy is writing in it sky herself writes in it amelia wild writes in it Kay webster writes in it um i'm pam goodwin or god pam godwin writes in it there's a ton of people that write in it and it's about these two warring families the uh when uh the constantines and the morellis and takes place in new york it is mob, but not mob. It's corporate, but not mob, not corporate. It's just, so it's a that lot of- show scan. It's that show on uh, HBO with the crazy family. 
I haven't watched that. Is Succession? Is that what you're thinking? Succession. About? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. I haven't watched that show. So okay. there is a series called The Beast of Bishop Landing by Amelia Wilde. It is a Beauty and the Beast retelling. The hero is Leo Morelli. Now, on the surface, you think he is a villain. He is a villain. He is his own. Like, he is harming people. He is making choices and doing things. He kidnaps the heroine. Um, he is doing some things that really seem like you think, oh, is he hurting people? Like, what What are you doing? And <laughs> he's seeking revenge against the head of the Constantine family, the mother of the Constantine. He is seeking revenge. And I can't give away why he's seeking revenge because it plays into mm -hmm. the story and the plot and it twists it up a little bit. Here's why he's a scoundrel, though, because there are people within his life that he is caretaking for. And these are someone who has someone who was in a severe fire and is incredibly scarred, but doesn't want to just be given charity. He wants to work and <clears throat> be, you know, a part of society. His father had a child out of has had multiple children out of wedlock. And he has a brother who is a chef, but does not want to be associated to the Morelli family. So he hires him as the cook and pays him way more money than he would make <laughs> even if he owned his own restaurant. Um, the housekeeper, who is very Mrs. Potts-esque. Um, okay. He she go he goes out of his way to care for her and actually hires other cleaning staff so she doesn't have to work so hard because he doesn't want her. He also, he, he doesn't want her to overwork herself. He wants her to enjoy her life, but she sure. needs, she wants to work. And he cares for his siblings. And whenever his siblings have issues, they all show up on his doorstep. So, <laughs> um, and there's this really sexy, sexy scene in the New York library. Anyway, it, anyway, anyway. <laughs> the book is very spicy. It's the Bishop Landing. It is a three book series by Amelia Wilde. Highly recommend it. And he is absolutely a scoundrel. Okay. Sadie. All right. <laughs> I am throwing a two for one because it's a duet series. Uh, they each have an HEA. Uh, lots of B-gay do crimes. Um, it is Marion Hayes and Kit Webb. And they are both scoundrels. <laughs> Um, that's true they're both scoundrels um the others in the series are possibly also scoundrels it is a whole family of scoundrels um in the best way possible it's a lot of found family um it's a lot of taking on politics of the age mm -hmm. but both mary and hayes and kit webb also sort of have a flair for the dramatic and that really plays into my scoundrel need of like sort of over the top Sort of extra. Sort of extra. And they're both a little extra. Um, they both are also terribly tragic in their own ways. So go into these for fun, but also bring your tissues. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, Katie. Um, okay, so my next one is going to be Rupert Carsington from Mr. Impossible by Loretta Chase. Um, this is like, he... He's like the perfect laissez-faire uh, devil may care, but also like sunshine. Like he, in his book, he's the, the disappointment, quote unquote. Um, he comes from a noble family, but they're like, go be a bodyguard for this chick who wants to go to Egypt. Like, get out of here, please. Um, this book is so fun. I, it's, it's, it's mummy vibes. It's it Brendan is. Fraser it's mummy, mummy vibes. vibes. And he is he's a himbo. just like, he's such a himbo. He's so, he's just, he's got a lot of knowledge and he's also just like really sweet, but he's just kind of like, he plays into the, the expectation of his family too. Just like, um, you know, like some of the other guys that or other scoundrels we've talked about, they're like, you're really not good for anything. So like, can you just go? Um, and he's like, yeah, all right, I'll go I'll go play in, in Egypt and, you know, go take care of this chick, this smart chick. Um, but he's, 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 uh, he's big and brutish, but he's harmless in that way. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah, it's more about his presence than it is 
what he actually will do unless you know he has to but I love him oh my gosh (laughs) he's very funny he's very funny yes that's so fun um okay so I just read this book this book just released on Friday and I just I loved it and I needed a reason to talk about it so it just fits here um it's (laughs) Dirty Beast Rev by Jacinda Wilder so first of all this book is freaking sexy and the chemistry in this book and it's total the you touch her I will kill you kind of vibes I'm sorry, what's the name of it? Let me write it down. (laughs) Dirty Beast (laughs) Rev by Jacinda Wilder. It pops and it pops hot. Um, So the reason he, to me, is more... So that one pops at 38%. She is a small town girl who is recently divorced, like got married at 18, got divorced, is leaving her small town and her family. She's never really ventured after other than college outside of her small town. She is going on kind of a journey of self-discovery and, you know, making her way west through the U.S. from North Carolina. She ends up in Vegas. By chance and some happenstance, she ends up in a nightclub, this very exclusive, hard-to-get-to nightclub. And she ends up incredibly intoxicated but gets saved by one of the security guards rev but there's some gray here because you absolutely you read how he's described and he is ex-military but he lives under the nightclub like in a barracks so is this security force what 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 is this and who he is and how he functions within the world he has a past um, but as you read his story, you find out one, he will kill the lady if anybody touches her. And there are times <laughs> where he might have to make that decision, <laughs> but also he is going out of his way to protect and love his brothers in arms. So it's a very found family feel with the other security guards that live in this barracks. And, um, And there's like such a journey of hopefulness for him because he didn't, he was a child of the foster care and his life was ugly. And as he sees her and realizing that home can be not just a place, but with a person. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the reason he falls a scoundrel and not just anti-hero is because of the gray. He is trying to do good and make choices to live his life proudly. Um, but circumstances, some, there are some circumstances in the way. Anyway, this is, the first, this is the first book in a very long time. I've been in a horrible slump for like eight weeks, guys. I sat, <laughs> I sat down last Tuesday and I did not move until I was done with that book. I read it cover to cover and I just could not put it down. It was... I love when that happens. It's the yeah. best. Well, it's just like... Jacinda and Jack have written a couple books lately that were much more on the emotional side. And, you know, I fell in love with them reading her Alpha Suspense series and her Bad Brothers. And this goes back to that kind of steamy, tangible chemistry um, that I like from her books. So, but if you read that that book, if you read that book, check content and trigger warnings on the Bookcase and Coffee website. I have them listed in my review because there are some content and triggers anyway Sadie what you got next all right um this I had to I had to have an Alini Singh book guys you knew this was coming (laughs) I found there is one scoundrel inside Changeling and it is Valentine and he is a Russian bear and he's a scoundrel he plays and he pokes and this girl is she's size so she's really like got it all on lockdown all the time she's brilliant and he has zero chill about her and it's very fun because he's all playful scoundrel he plays like he's this big softy like he's kind of an idiot and he's not he's a little bit feral and it's a great time so he plays the opposite side of the scoundrel which is all surface I got nothing underneath it's great oh wait oops you didn't see that (laughs) and it's a great time (laughs) um 
it's also a book that I didn't see the middle of it coming and it destroyed me. It was one of those, I was uh, reading it like 9.30 at night and I was like, oh, wait, what? And then it's one o'clock in the morning and I finished it and I'm in tears and it's it's great. It's such fun. Um, So Valentine, Silver Silence by Nalini Singh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have not been surprised to hear that you I mean, had a honestly, side change. I was surprised you guys didn't have an over-under on it how long it took me to bring it up once I mean, an episode check <laughs> i, I mean, sure you said rebecca zanetti so i think that was the last one on uh, our uh, sadie bingo card sebastian it's sadie bingo right there <laughs> yeah done 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 um so my next one is going to be a fairly recent read um it is kieran from the good girl's guide to rakes by miss eva lee um yeah he and his brother and his bff all scoundrels all scoundrels i think that they kind of like you know they're they're on a spectrum and i think kieran is probably the most flamboyantly scoundrelly because of his whole vibe his guy liner the guy liner the poetry the helping the lady of you know his helping his best friend's sister experience life before she feels like she's saddled to somebody she doesn't love because they aren't they're like self-made um you know people like her family their family is self-made it's not they weren't born into the it's not generational wealth aristocracy yeah i'm like what the hell is wrong with me (laughs) words Um, are hard words are hard they're hard so she's like, please help. And he's like, I need to marry a nice lady. And she's like, cool, I'll help you be good enough for a nice lady if you help me do like crazy fun things. And then, oh, caught feelings. Um, but he's, and he's a scoundrel because he does all of these things for her. And he starts to realize like, what the hell am I getting out of this? I don't care. Um, but I still don't want to make like compromise her, but I'm still going to do like fun stuff. Okay. Like he's just, <laughs> it's all fun for him and he realizes that there's a potential for ruination but he's crafty he's He's crafty he's so crafty so i think kieran is a perfect perfect scoundrel he's a great scoundrel Mm -hmm. he does have fun along the way too he does he has so much fun bro all the fun um so i am back with a couple um but really (laughs) more the lady than the dude um i'm obsessed with the minna haven series by renna morgan if you spend five minutes with me i'm going to tell you to read this series <laughs> i love this series um tempted and taken is book four or five in the series i'm not sure which but this is the story um the hero is absolutely scoundrel and his name just went like right out of my head um holy crap daria is his heroine and she is the princess of a russian bravada family and but she is also a hacker and they have to um work together on knox knox his name is knox they have to work together on this um they're digging into some computer crimes that have affected the Menahaven family and she is helping. There is some shady um, shipping cargo type things happening and they're trying to figure out what's going on, but she likes to have fun with him. So she (laughs) does things to make hacking harder for him at times, just because she likes to have fun. (laughs) Love it. He also, he is also one that, is in the gray but likes to have fun so he is has these seven brothers and one of the things that they each get to do is they get a week where it's their turn to pick the meal for the family meal and he legit picks things like macaroni and cheese and fish sticks like things that toddlers eat just to annoy (laughs) all of his siblings like he picks like anyway it's such a great book daria is a fantastic hero and she is fierce she is tough 
and she kind of holds the fire to his ass and pushes him to be a better person, which I kind of like that. So their antics are pretty fabulous. Anyway. Okay. Next up, Sadie. All right. Going back to historic romance. I got, he's an older man. This is an age gap romance. It is the second in a series that Corson and Crown is going to do the first of in August. So look out for that episode. Um, This is a man many have claimed many have claimed as a book boyfriend and it is understandable it is lord cameron mckenzie from the many sins of cameron mckenzie uh he is a hundred percent a scoundrel he's Mm -hmm. a rogue and a scoundrel he married young had a really tumultuous really terrible marriage it was awful it was violent um and he was like 20 when he had his child Um, like 1920, very, very young. Um, And so by the time this book takes place, his son is like 16, 15, 16. So he's like 35, but his son is just about the age what he was when he had him. So there's a lot of like single dad dynamics. He would much rather drink and carouse and be with his horses than take any sort of responsibility for anything real. Um, (laughs) He more often than not is drinking or smoking or doing both simultaneously in any scene in this. Um, He sleeps with many, many women. He seems to almost hate that he sleeps with so many women. It's a fabulous story. Um, Jennifer Ashley writes really emotional, intense stories and loves to redeem a scoundrel. Um, And Cameron, Needs a lot of redemption. Oh, it's book three. <laughs> I lied. It's book three. Not book two. I was like, um, Isabella. Isabella's too, yeah. Two, um, yeah. But it's fabulous. So Lord Cameron Mackenzie. Okay, Katie. Those, those Mackenzies, man. Oh, those um, my next one is Simon Hunt from Secrets of a Summer Night by Ooh. Lisa Klebus. Spicy um, choice. Uh... He's a, he, he just is, he's another, so I love me a self-made man, a self-made hero, really? self-made heroine. I never noticed. Shut up. <laughs> um, you gotta call me he, out. I'm going to call you out. It's fine. It's fine. He, okay. So he pretty much is just kind of like, uh, yeah, I want her and she needs to marry for money and I have money now and oh shit, I'm not titled. I don't care. I'm going to seduce her anyway. Um, and he's just, he go, he meets her step for step every single time. And she's still like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Even though time after time, after time, Simon comes through. I don't much care for Annabelle usually. Um, I, I, thank you for saying it. Simon thank is the, saying the it. perfect, the perfect hero in this book. And but he like he he loves to push her buttons in a really funny way because more often than not he can figure out what she's thinking or what she's going to do before she actually figures out what she's going to do. So I don't know. I just love him. I think he's wonderful. And he's got some serious pining too. He does. He's, he's a deep loving scoundrel. Yes, and he, he like set his sights on her early. Yes, he does. He gives her boots. Um. <laughs> He said boobs. I'm like, no, guys, historical. No one's getting boobs. Boots, 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 boots for your feet. Um, but he's a scoundrel. He's still a scoundrel. But yeah. it's a great, it's a great book because of um, Okay, so I think Katie has, or Sadie, I think you have read this book. I'm going with The King of I'm Italy. I'm so excited about this. By Malia Finelli. Um, oh, Fausto. Oh, Paparino, Paparino. Fausto. He, you think he's going to be the villain. He's incredibly cagey and smart. And (laughs) he is like 10 steps ahead of everybody. But if you like a hero, touch her and you will die kind of vibes. Who, by the end of book two... You see the true love that he has for his family, what he's willing to do and what he's willing to work through 
to have happen so that people can have happiness and be who they need to be within a society that is incredibly conservative and incredibly old fashioned in its thoughts. And, um, I just, that man, anyway, book three in that series comes out this month, guys. And I just, I'm going to need it. I just, yeah. <laughs> I will just a shout out friends. It is a duet. The it first is. two are a duet. I didn't know that going in. Don't be like me and make that mistake. Also, it's not a mistake. It was worth reading. I spent like 24 hours of delight in those two books. I didn't say it was bad. They were delightful. Delightful. Okay. Final suggestion. Here's your final scoundrel of the night. (laughs) Final scoundrel. Sadie, who we got? Why do I have to go first? Okay. Guys, it's your turn. <laughs> I know. So much pressure. Um, there'll be extras on the Corson and Crown website for the record. Um, but <laughs> because I can't choose right now, because I can't choose. Drake from Rebel by Beverly Jenkins. Ah, yep. He is. He just doesn't tell people what he's doing, and then he just manipulates their lives. He's like. Well, I really want you to stay here and marry me. She's like, but I have to go. I'm going to go teach. And she, he's like, oh, well, I'll just build you a school then. Now you have to stay. She's and like, she, and she's uh, like, are we having an affair? He's like, no, we're engaged. Like he just, and he's a hundred percent a land loving pirate, a hundred percent land loving pirate descended from pirates. He's a wild ride. Um, he, if you like Iron Man, if he's your Marvel hero, Drake is your Beverly Jenkins hero because it's the it's the arrogance. The Wait, money. have you done this for heroes? Have you like if you love this MCU hero, then this I mean, is no. Your- do you want me to? I'll do that. I'm, I, I've been thinking about it like crazy. I, I'm on. I a feel like that would be a fantastic episode, you guys. That but would it has be- to only be historic romance. Yeah, I think that would be a make a phenomenal episode. All right, coming at you. Okay. Um, we can do that. But yeah, Drake, uh, he was my first Beverly Jenkins hero, and you never forget your first. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Mm. There's still bonus online. Anyway, bonus online. Um, bonus online. Coming um, to a trope Tuesday near you. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is actually going to be a non-binary but use she pronouns she her pronouns and it's charity from unmasked by the marquess so that's not where i thought you were going but i like it i like it i like it (laughs) so i think charity aka robin um is a scoundrel because in the process of figuring out her identity and maybe this doesn't make her a scoundrel. Maybe this makes this makes it her life journey. But she is having one hell of a time masquerading as a man. And she doesn't, she's always thinking about the consequences, but still putting themselves into a position where it could bring the whole house down. Every time Charity went out, to do you know do her her bidding as her best friend's dead brother her first love um charity was running the risk and part of the time though when she was with um with the hero of the story she didn't care she was just all about chasing that joy and I don't necessarily think that's scoundrel behavior, but I think the uh, the lack of ooh, care, maybe um, the lack of like worrying about in the moment. She's always worrying about it, but in, in the moment, she's like, "No, I'm getting mine, and I'm having a good time." She's so. bold in that moment and yeah, realizes yeah. there are consequences, but in that moment, she's a scoundrel. She's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she has and she has fun, and she charms the pants off of everybody, and they don't even care. I feel like charming is a is a big part of scoundrels. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so I alluded to it in the intro when we started talking, and uh, the O'Malley series by Katie Roberts is actually full of scoundrels, <laughs> but the biggest being Dmitry Romanoff, and like I said, he's the villain in the whole series until you get to his book, and he ends up married to one of the O'Malley sisters, and he makes these choices in a situation to actually bring peace to the family. But between the two of them, there is this, hey, if we get together, we could do this. Hey, if we get together, <laughs> we could do this. There is that kind of lackadaisical, like, hey, do crime, have sex, be happy kind of feel to those books. So highly recommend them. Love that. Okay. Um, full lists will be available in our on the shelf show notes, but also over on corsetandcrown.com. Make sure you follow Lady Sadie on Instagram because I am sure there will be a Trope Tuesday of scoundrels coming soon. There might have to be, <laughs> but there might be an MC episode on Corset and Crown, <laughs> which yes. I'm there for. I'm totally in for that. Um, okay. We can make that happen. We could totally it is make it happen. Mm -hmm. Week 11 of Summer Reading Challenge. And I can't believe it's week 11. I mean, we're, film <laughs> we're doing this in advance, but it's been chaos and fun. Not as bad as last summer. It's much more doable and obtainable yes. this year. Manageable. Um, sponsoring authors for this week are Olivia Haley and Susan Stoker. I will be live um, on Thursday, August the 11th at 7.30 p.m., with Smarty Pants Romance and the fall release of Authors, Covers, and Blurbs. So if you are part of the Smarty Pants Patreon, you will get all this information the first week of August. If you are not part of their Patreon and can't wait for the slow rollout of their covers, blurbs, and who's getting a book, then you are going to want to tune in to our YouTube channel on the <laughs> 11th because I have exclusives um <laughs> i think five of the seven authors that have fall releases are going to be on the episode but i will have all seven covers all seven blurbs and sisters when i tell you that i have seen these covers oh yeah i'm so <laughs> excited and there is uh corset and crown one of your previous guests from the smarty pants romance will have a book in the fall launch so yes that's what i was thinking exciting exciting times okay yes so every week here on buzzing about romance we give you our book of the week our top read um for the week so it can be what you're currently reading or what you've read in the last week that you just love what you got sadie what's your book of the week <laughs> y'all I was on vacation, so I was reading some wild stuff off my TBR from 2020. And I can tell I was in a space in 2020 that put this on the list, but I just binged <laughs> the entire Joanna Wilde Reapers MC series. I don't know if I liked it. I don't know if I hated it, but I read all of it, even the novellas. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it's it's done. And now I'm like, okay, um, well... <laughs> And now I'm reading Destiny's Embrace to prepare for some course and crown action in August. It's going to be a good time. Excellent. Okay, Katie, what's your book of the week? It's going to be After Hours on Milagro Street by Angelina M. Lopez. That book just came out and it's I may so or may good. not have DM'd Angelina in the middle of the night to tell her how much I fucking loved that book and how much I love her. And she's she's one of the very few authors i sacrifice sleep for it's happened every time uh, this is her fourth book fourth time i fucking loved it it was so good uh, yeah. i'm already, re I'm already gonna reread it <laughs> um it is it's, on my kindle i need to it's make space so good I, it's so good. I also she promised me so one of our patreon community members ophelia she and her are critique partners they're both authors and they have you know shared works and stuff like that and ophelia is all i have a love-hate relationship with traditional published books and ophelia um and 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 they 
they emailed me and they were like, hey, we just need you to know that there is spice in this book. It is not traditional published spice. Like it is real sexiness. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read it. I promise. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Now I have authors worried that their books might not be sexy enough for me. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> She pops off to like six percent. That's yeah. I was just gonna say it starts with a bang, literally. And I heard that it bangs and bangs often. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard. Okay, so my book, my book of the week is Fractured Freedom by Shane Rose. This book is currently sitting number one in the Amazon store. Um, it's part of Kindle Unlimited. He's a scoundrel. He lives (laughs) in the gray. It's got mob vibes. There is jail involved in it for the heroine. Um, And there's just twists and turns. It's a little higher angst than what I typically read. But this book is phenomenal. It absolutely stands on its own. It's loosely tied to a book previous that we reviewed called uh, Shattered Vows. Um, It's really phenomenal. I really like it. And she is a newer on the scene author. And I love that sh- people are catching on. So, and there was a quick shot. We did a quick shot of romance episode that released on the Thursday previous to this episode. So okay. if you want my full review, listen to that. But I'm telling you right now, the book is really, really good. Nice. Especially if you don't mind a hero that maybe he's a hero, maybe he's a villain, or he just is a scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so patreon update we are so grateful for our patreon supporters like tiara uh holly ophelia and demi we are so excited to have them along we do have a new patreon member michelle uh thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting us because of your support we can bring you things like corset and crown podcast um we recently updated our perks on Patreon, and we've added a monthly swag pack for the top three tiers. We also are going to bring you all new exclusive Buzzing After Dark episodes. Duchess Katie and I will be back with another round starting in August. Please. We are going to review Persuasion, the Netflix original. Yes, I haven't we watched are. it yet. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna, I can't wait to listen to y'all because <laughs> that's like it's second chance and that's my all-time most favorite jane austen book and anyway i'm sure i'll have thoughts i always she's have thoughts. nervous <laughs> she's nervous anyway um you can join the community while helping to support both Buzzing About Romance and the Corset and Crown podcast by joining us over on Patreon. We'd really like to hit our goal of 40 patrons by the end of the year. You can find details at patreon.com slash bookcase in coffee. Um, our next Drunk Book Club is August 20th. We are reading Beautifully Broken Pieces by Catherine Cowles. Uh, Catherine will be joining us for the evening, and we would love to have you all join us. You can find details on our website, buzzingaboutromance.com. Okay, Lady Sadie, Duchess Katie, what is next for Corset and Crown? What do you guys got going in August? Oh, we have so much fun in August. (laughs) That's what we have. Um, We got a couple backlist reads, and then we have an awesome author with a new release. Who's our author, Mm -hmm. Katie? It is Emily Sullivan, y'all. And yeah, we're doing some backlist scandal sheets for you. Um, but you're just going to have to tune in to see who we're going to do. We already have them picked out. So we even some, planned, friends. We, we planned, planned it. It's been planned. So yeah, these look are forward not to that. things that happen often on course. <laughs> hey, hey, one of us plans. Hey, yeah, Sadie plans. <laughs> Sadie's the plan. I just, I just fly by the seat of my pantaloons. So. <laughs> One of us has to do that too. Yeah. (laughs) You need that balance. That's what we have here on Buzzing. So you need the balance. That's right. Um, Here on Buzzing About Romance, next time, we are joined by some of the best and brightest of the audiobook world. We will have the producer of the book, Real, and they just won the Audi last year in 2021 for that book. And they will be with us along with some amazing audio narrator and actors um we have a couple guys joining us and a lady for a round table to talk about audiobooks and all that go into them and the different breakdowns on what 
what how do you make an audiobook? How nice. does that process work? So I'm excited to chat with them. Anyway, Corset and Crown, ladies, duchesses, thank you for joining us for this episode. Thank you for, me. Thank you for having us. Um, I'm sure they will be back before the end of the year with another something. Maybe <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll be a trope talk. Maybe it'll be a character chat. Who knows? Who knows what we have up our sleeves? Um, Nobody. Yes. Nobody. Including us. Anyway, you can follow Corset and Crown wherever you get your podcasts, but you can also check out their website, corsetandcrown.com. Once again, thank you everyone for joining us. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.